Wow, what a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s. A time of AMRAs and clamshells. A time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs. A time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of Blockbuster Video. The Walmart of the video rental industry. The mom and pop video store killer. The corporate big choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars, who are in the know, arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? People listening to podcasts, look at Ziggy, four foot tall when he's lying on his back. Let the man listen to the Talkbuster podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Talkbuster Podcast. I'm here again with my guest from episode three. I think it was episode three. Episode yeah. three, yeah. Um, Steve Brennan, um, to talk about all the stuff we didn't talk about in our episode because even though uh, we talked for a long time, um, we kind of just talked about Steve's entire time at Blockbuster and didn't go into the gory details. Yeah, and they are gory. So, Steve, how have you been since um, July? Since our <laughs> last recording. <laughs> I've been fine. Um, yeah. I'm Not working just, at Blockbuster? Yeah. The, that Those days are are a distant memory now. Since we're, we don't live in Oregon. Right. Because we could still work at a Blockbuster. We could. And there was talk of uh, at one of your parties. I don't know if you were there, but I... Yeah, I think you were there. <laughs> you know this, no, this, I mean, this, you whole, this the whole event you've been on? I don't know if you were at it. <laughs> you No, you were definitely at your party. I don't know if you were involved in the conversation, but I had it with your brother, and I was like... We were talking about the new Captain Marvel movie and and how the uh, the the preview for it was her in a, a blockbuster and I was like, do you do you think like like some hipsters or something would ever get together and and uh, like open up a, a blockbuster for a day as like a what do they call it? like a pop up store even, or whatever? Even if they just sold stuff, but in blockbuster yeah. M-rays. Yeah, and I was like, and I asked your brother, I was like, would you work there for a day? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, and so would I. So, I would too. I think we should so. just do it. We should. Let's in, do it right now. Why are we recording this podcast when we could be opening up a blockbuster video? True, but um, <laughs> I actually make more doing this podcast. Oh, than well, I that's did that, is a, that is a fair, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> well, anyway, it was it was in the early two thousands, right? Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know what I whatever. I made ten dollars and eighty cents as a store assistant store manager. That's about right. Yeah. So, um, for those of you that maybe haven't listened to the other episodes yet, go back to episode three. Listen to me and Steve. If not, quick recap: Steve and I worked together at the Salem Blockbuster in Salem, Mass. Which, and my ch- children are running around upstairs like madmen. No, um, worked at the uh, in the Salem Mass store together. 
um, you were the assistant store manager of that store when I started. Yep. And um, Steve worked for the company on again, off again. Many, <laughs> Florida many times. came back. But um, we, we basically covered his entire career and yep. didn't talk about any of the fun stuff we did while we were there. No, because I, at the time, I didn't even realize I was on a podcast. I thought I was interviewing for a job. Oh. So that's why I was like... Do you normally wear assless chaps to job interviews? Don't you? I mean, I told you to, but... Yeah? Um, you're not wearing them now. Under these pants, I am. Oh, all right. That Do you makes... want me to take the outer pants off so I can show you my underpants? On the other podcast. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so this is going to be a bit disjointed. I, I think I think we mentioned this, um, not on ours, but I think on the episode with Paul, um, one of the two episodes with Paul. But there was a, no, it was with Tim, actually. So the Tim episode hasn't been released at the time of you and me recording this, but okay. it's on there. So the people that listen to this will have heard it. Yeah. But we were walking along the wall one night, I think it was Tim and I, and or it could have been me and you, and we came up to a cover box that had a review from Roger Ebert on it that said, Erotic. Gorgeous. Yeah. And I said, well, Jesus, that's just the same thing he said about Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. And Steve, what happened after <coughs> that? So, <clears throat> so we were at a store meeting. It was early in the morning. That's usually when the store meetings happened. And uh, I, we used to get these, like, catalogs. I'm not even sure where this came from. It was, like, there were catalogs that showed, like, upcoming releases. Wasn't it Video Store Magazine? Something like that, maybe. But there was this full-page ad for Jimmy Neutron and... So uh, I think I think you were just telling me the story of that, and I happened to be like going through the magazine, and I came across the ad, and so we wrote on here somewhere. For those, I mean, for those of you who don't have uh, the ability to see through the internet, especially into the um, past when we recorded this, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we have the the physical thing in front of us, and um, so tonight when we're recording, I'm gonna post this just to. Uh... Get people's juices flowing, if you will. Yeah, is that what we? Yeah, I want to get moistened and moistened the people. Uh, but then when this uh, when this releases, I'll post the picture as well. But Steve, tell them what you're looking at. So this is it's it's a framed uh, Jimmy Neutron ad. Didn't they give this? Didn't we give this to you as a wedding gift? I think so. And then I gave it to gave me it to as, you a, wedding as gift. a wedding gift. So it's been passed down like a well, cock ring. Yeah, just like that. Um, what? What, you don't pass around cock rings? No. Okay. Not an animal. All right, so... uh, I'm not an animal. We use butt plugs. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think that quote, the erotic gorgeous, is actually... It's right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the first one. It's the first one. I literally... And I can tell who wrote these, which is really funny based on the font. (laughs) And so... So, I don't know. We got things on here like... Well, so, first, so, we, we, right. we didn't tell them what we did. You're, you just okay. went right into we, what you're I just, looking at. Yeah, I blew my load too early. All right, so... Yeah, oh, yeah as he always does, ladies and gentlemen. So, His wife is very Don't unhappy. tell the ladies that. So, yeah, my wife's all, all, all two of them? Yeah. Really, just the one. Anyways... I meant uh, that we're listening to this. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Whoo, revealed something about me that nobody needs to know. All right, anyway, so we got this magazine, this Jimmy Neutron ad... And so we'd heard the story about the erotic gorgeous, and I don't know if you wrote this or who wrote this. That you looks like it, Tim or Paul. I was going to say Tim. Um, he wrote down underneath where it's it, so it's a picture of Jimmy Neutron. The logo's in the corner. It says a little hero just got a big nomination, Academy Award nominee, best animated film. Um, there's a couple reviews here from like Entertainment Weekly and Ebert and Roper, but who cares about them, right? So we wrote underneath those. 
uh, well, Tim did, erotic, gorgeous, Robert Ebert. Robert Ebert. Right. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and so then it started to get passed around to everyone that was at the meeting, and everybody kind of took turns writing quotes. Uh, so there's something here from Gene Shalit. Uh, it says, this movie chugs cock hard. Um, we, we just passed it around the room, basically. Yeah. One 98-minute long gay joke. Yeah. Uh, ass blasted from outer space, Rex Reed. <laughs> Better than watching porn, but not by much, from Cardinal Glick. This one's my favorite. We're sorry, Nickelodeon. I've <laughs> shit better movies. <laughs> the critics agree. It's 98 minutes long. Hot lesbian action. Uh, what do I care? I'm not getting any. I'm a movie critic. Doesn't say who wrote that. <laughs> it's Dennis the Menace meets Last Tango in Paris. Did you write... Uh, who wrote this one? I've shit better movies. Janet... I can't read Muslin? That. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Huh. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of... Torture. Sheer torture. Amnesty yeah. International. <laughs> Where are the green men and ray guns? Wonderful. Orson Welles. Thumbs up. Jimmy's ass. More fun than sleeping in the wet spot. Uh, homo... Uh, yeah, I can't read that. A homoerotic... A homosexual slice oh, yeah. of oh. hot ass fucking action. Yeah. So, we, we'll give the caveat to this afterwards. We don't... Uh, we. Jimmy Neutron in the movie didn't really deserve this. No. I, I've never even seen <laughs> nor, it. Nor are any of these things really all that mean. It's just... It's, it's this just, was like 2003, and we thought this was hilarious. Right. I mean, you gotta you gotta think, too. We're at, like... Because what time did the store It's open? probably 8.30 in the yeah. morning. We're all overtired. We're all overtired. Some of us probably closed the night before and had to be back there for the store meeting, which... I think this was the store meeting. Yeah, I I'm think we actually sure. called the meeting to do this. Yeah, because I don't remember anything else about this meeting. Um. <laughs> a little hero just got a big nomination, and nomination is crossed out. A big cock in his ass. Yeah, that one, that one might have been me. So inappropriate. Yeah, they're pretty But again, it was all in good fun. We were all yeah. in like our mid-20s. Yeah. Early, I was probably 17. You were, yeah. And the fact that this has been passed around, and the thing I'm holding in my hands right now was given, when did you get married? Uh, so I got married in 2004. So this was probably created in 2003. Right, this and, might have been the day before I got married. Yeah, it could have very well been. <laughs> and so um, we, we felt like sharing this with you because it, it's hilarious that this still exists. And the it's, fact that it's framed. The, the fact it's that still it's still in the frame box they gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a little slice of... Our, our history. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love this freaking thing. And it comes up everywhere. Erotic. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So that's... <laughs> Wonderful. A french fry stuck in my beard. Mm, beautiful green penis. <laughs> oh, wait, that's terrible. There's one caught in my beard. Get me a jury. Get me a jury of 12 men who say, in the summer. Wait, no, what's the quote? I forget. It was hilarious. In but... July. In July. <laughs> And I'll go down on you. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's the, finally, after ten podcasts, the story of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius yep. and the, the horribly unfair shake. Because Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius was directed uh, by Steve Oderkirk. Yeah, and we love Steve Oderkirk. Well, yeah. I love Steve Oderkirk. He's the guy that did um, all the thumb uh, Ace, movies. Ace Ventura 2 and yep. the two Nutty Professor movies, all the thumb movies, yep. and 
Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yeah, and, and you, you, how can you not love Kung Pao Enter the Fist? I so see. good. And I'm sure the people listening to this are probably too young to remember Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Pro- if you're, if you're, if you don't know the movie, just go. I was going to say like go it. rent it, but go find it, like it on it. Netflix or YouTube or something because it's it's well, I think it's funny. Let me know when you see a Radio Shack. <laughs> Basically, it's like uh, so. If you look up Steve Odekirk, uh, it's he inserted himself into this really old public domain public domain kung, kung fu, fu movie, movie that's and, terrible mind you and like oh like dubbed it over with his own voices and some of the some other voice actors that he got and it's again i think it's hilarious it's the whole time it's just tear yeah. inducing yeah yeah tear inducing as you know i am a man of many special needs prepare to receive the fist of fury. <laughs> Somebody fetch my large rubber glove. Eeny meeny, miny mo. I wonder where my glove will go. <laughs> it's that kind it, of shit. It's like you're probably listening to this and like, like thinking, "What's wrong with these this two guys?" Stupid as fuck. Am I allowed to swear? I forget. Yes. Okay. So yes. So fuck. 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 Tits. Um, fuck. Come. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Balls. And, uh, but just rent uh, wow yeah you can't rent movies really um go to netflix wherever you can find it kung pao enter the fist it's hilarious it really is yeah so um also talking about things that will will make sense to people listening to this um as a carryover from our last episode with tim um steve was the uh person that tim and i were talking about that was the recipient of tim luz's 31 Uh. days of frights Yep. So, uh, Steve, why don't you let us in on what was going on with the 31 Days of Frights? So, it started off pretty innocent enough where, you know, I would be, who knows what I was doing, maybe filling out paperwork or scanning in movies or something, and Tim would come up behind me and, you know, just say, hey, like, to get my attention, to ask a legitimate question or whatever, or ask if he could go to lunch or something, and I would just jump because... You know, I'm focused on work or whatever, and I'm not expecting someone to come up behind me and, and you know, make a noise. So, I, basically, he, he he figured out that I'm easily scared and, and, you know, like, jump scares get me very, um, very easily. Especially, I mean, any any movie that was made back then, too, when it was, like, all, all horror movies were just jump scares. <clears throat> um, and so, that was, like, maybe in the summertime, like, you know, towards September or something like that. So then when it became October and, you know, Halloween's coming up, he decided that every day that we worked together, which was pretty much every day, uh, he would he would do something to scare the shit out of me. Uh, and it worked. He had uh, a list. I, did he, does he still have I don't know, list? but he remembers a little Oh, yeah, no, he, I know. He wrote, like, how he was going to do it. Yes. Like, he, he stayed up, I guess, at night and planned each day out. I'm not sure, but... I mean, he got me good, and uh, I, I can't. I think I'm so terrified that I maybe like just kind of got rid of those memories because I don't actually remember him. I remember the I remember the 31 days of fright. I remember him doing it to me. That sounds bad, but I remember him scaring me. But Getting I can't remember exactly how he would do it. 
Um, did he? Did he say that he? Because maybe you could no, he didn't. He didn't really. He said it was more just making you. It was the same type of and stuff. It wasn't going out of his way to like have like a what? mask. He would just. I'm gonna try all day right. to come up behind Steve and go, Steve, yeah, <laughs> and just get you to jump. But he wanted to make sure it was different every day. And some of them, some of them might have, or like one or two days may have just been him holding it over my head. And it was more like the psychological thing, of, uh, which would get me too. Tim also out of this group is he's in never lost a staring contest. Yeah, his staring not. contests are. You'll just be sitting at a party, you're sitting out to dinner, hanging out, and Tim will catch your eye, and then he'll just freaking look into your soul. Yeah, it's like oh crap, the staring contest has begun, and he <laughs> won't say a fucking word. Yeah, yeah. Tim is also the kind of guy who would dress up like Michael Myers in Halloween in Salem and stand near the wax museum and pretend he was yep. a wax dummy yep. for hours on end and then jump out at people. Yeah. 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 But I did get him back. You did. I did. So we went into a little bit of detail, <laughs> but talk, talk, because you even got me. This scared the shit out of me. But you didn't tell anyone you were doing this. So, yeah. So, like, so this was how many years ago now? This was um, the last time we did After Weens. This was right the year before Ava was born. Okay. So four so years f- ago. So four years ago. So at some point I got this idea. Uh, so, all right. little Maybe a little history because, all right. So me and Chris's, one of our favorite games. Well, he introduced me to it, really. I remember uh, you calling me up and going, why did you tell me to play Silent Hill? I'm literally yeah. sitting in my house by myself shitting my pants. Yeah, so I <laughs> I had borrowed Silent Hill from him. Uh, never played it before. I went home, like, I think I think I closed, and I went home that night and I played it. And, you know, I, I, I like to... Despite the whole thirty-one days of terror thing, I actually like to be scared a bit. Like you, you, you just—it just really if, affects you. I'm right. the same way. So, if you've never played Silent Hill, it's—it's it's scary. Still, like, it's still scary. Uh, and so, um, anyway, so I yeah, I called him up like the next day, and I was like, "This game is terrifying." And I think I brought it back to you the next and day, and you bought it, and I had bought a copy of it because it was so good. Um, you went through all <laughs> the endings too. Yeah, I did. With, I think with with help from Jeremy, but yeah. and me, and found yeah. the aliens. Yep, found the aliens. Uh, anyway, so then Silent Two comes out, and there's an there's a, a, a boss monster in that in that game called uh, Pyramid Head, and um, I mean, I don't know, he's an iconic character as far as I'm concerned, right? Absolutely. I mean, even though he wasn't in the original, and he was, he's only been in what two of the games he's only in two or three of the games but when they made the first movie which is a right. really and, great and, version of the first oh, yeah. game story for the most part they inserted pyramid head because you can't do it without pyramid no head. and and pyramid head really in the second game i don't even think he was a like a main boss no he, he was, was he was of... he was there he was kind of like um Kind of like uh, Nemesis in Resident Evil Three. He's just right. always there, but right. you're you supposed have, to run from him. Right. You, <laughs> might, you have a couple encounters from him, but yeah, you're supposed to run from he's, him. He's he's representative of like your tortured past. It, it's your. It's yeah. supposed to be your like sexual desire. Yeah, your sexual, sexual fantasy. Because he's or always something like fucking that. something. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Steve at my party was not fucking anything. No, no, not even my wife. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I mean, there was drinking well, involved. True. So, uh, we, uh, we love you, Leah. <laughs> so it's, so at some point, like maybe during the summer or something of this year, this year that we're talking about, I, I got the idea that I wanted to dress up as pyramid head for Halloween. Oh, and boy, uh, did you. And so I enlisted, I have no skill in, in like crafting costume. There. Right. I have no skill. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Good night, everybody. 
Um, so in fact, I can't even speak. Right. <laughs> this is this has been Chris the whole time. <laughs> He's got his hand up my ass like a puppet. I mean, well, you were gonna do that anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Anyways, uh, so so I enlisted some some help from a friend of mine, a mutual friend, and uh, we, well, really, Brian. he, yeah, Brian, he uh, spent the next like month and a half, maybe two months, helping me create this costume. Um, so if you don't know, um, if you don't familiar with Silent Hill, you're not familiar with Pyramid Head. And if you're not Google familiar with Steve, Steve is five foot three, five foot three, and Pyramid, and Pyramid Head, Head is like six foot eight, right? And so I went for the, I went for the, um, the version of Pyramid Head from the movie. So look up Pyramid Head from Silent Hill the movie to kind of get an idea of what my costume looked like. Uh, and I think you was, posted a picture of it. And, on I, and I will so, again. Yeah. Oh um, my god. So it's basically this giant. Uh, Pyramid head. It's it's a it's it's, it's a it's naked a, guy wearing a wearing a skin like it's a skirt. Basically, thing. yeah, it's like a butcher's apron made of human with, skin with a, a torture device on his head that looks like a big pyramid. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's supposed to be like a. It, it looks kind of like a pyramid. It's a big metal heavy thing. Of course, mine was made of cardboard because, well, I mean, um, I think it was foam. Uh, yeah, it was foam. You're right. He, it looked my, very convincing. Yeah, it really did a. He did a great job making the thing. The skirt wasn't the greatest, but we that it was kind of like. Though, but it looked good. It served a purpose, and it was like the last thing he spent most of the time in the dark. On the actual in the dark with the outside lighting outside my house. That right. skirt looked fucking terrifying. <laughs> and so, uh, so oh, and there's a giant like knife sword thing. Very that he similar to around. what Cloud uses in Final Fantasy VII. Right. Uh, but more menacing, right? And also not a gun, because wasn't that a also, gun? As well? No, no, the gun. Was oh no, Final that Fantasy was 8. right. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. whatever douche sci-fi fantasy guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, as we mentioned, I'm like five foot three, and and Pyramid Head is at least six feet tall. Right? We'll just leave it at that. He's so, so yeah. It was it, unable to tell this was Steve. Right. So I had to come up with a way of making myself taller. Because the point, the whole point of me doing this was to show up to the party and... And scare me. And scare Chris. Stand outside in his in his uh, backyard and just be creepy, right? So, I mean, how do you make a five foot three guy six feet tall? Well, first thing that came to my mind was stilts. But stilts... Uh, have a weight limitation, and I'm over the weight. Not and you, by, all, not and you also didn't want to eat the freaking dirt right. trying to walk. But I figured, like, well, I'll have a couple months. I can order a pair. I have a couple months practice walking on them and get used to it and probably be somewhat capable of, of doing it. But, again, I'm just over the weight limit of... I mean, now I'm probably way over the old weight limit. But at the time, I was just over the weight limit for the stilts. So I had to come up with a different... Uh, way of doing it so I had gone to Home Depot and found the Homer buckets the Homer buckets the big orange buckets that you can find so I don't know if if I if I actually measured six feet after all, all was either way done. you didn't look like Steve and <laughs> and so I I basically I with the help of my friend I had fashioned shoes out of these buckets by tying ropes it was very. It was all very dangerous. It's like romper stompers, like those yeah. old kids' toys. Yeah, but but not nearly as well crafted, and um, so and I couldn't stand up on my own either, which was hilarious. 
So <laughs> we get... Leah, I know that that was pretty terrifying, but I gotta help Steve down now. <laughs> so so we, we 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 show up the night of of the party. And, um, and Brian's at my front door, and no one comes well, to my front well, door. Well, before before that, though, right? I'm 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 in your in your backyard slash front yard area, like putting the skirt on, like getting all ready and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, how? Like, all right. So I'm sitting down on the lawn. We're strapping the buckets to my feet, and like they're going off to get use. And I'm like, I can't stand up. So I I like whisper shout back over to Brian. I'm like, I need help getting up. I need help. And so he comes Which over. Is something your wife's very used to hearing. He comes over, and like you know, he has, he has to pull me up, and then basically holds my hand. Right. So there's this. If anyone was passing by at the time, there's this terrifying looking thing being walked around, like holding hands, like I'm like you know, br- like Brian's my dad because I'm like taking like one it's, gingerly. It's, it's like, like they hire a really fucked up like mascot or like kids show thing to show up for a birthday party. So, what is this guy wearing a skin suit? So I'm, wear- I'm wearing this skin suit skirt thing, this big giant pyramid on my head, carrying around a giant sword. And so finally I'm like, I get into position, right? And Brian and my and my wife, I think, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Leah went. Leah went to the front door. Leah first. went to the back door. Oh, the back door, and right. just came in and and, and and said, "Oh, Steve, Steve's just out in the car." Yeah, to, like, he'll not, be right in or something. And Brian came to the front door, and I'm like, "No one comes to my front door." Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is weird. And Brian goes, "Someone's here to see you." And I look outside, <laughs> and standing under, I have this light, this lamp in my front yard, which and it's foggy out, so it's just like foggy with this lamp light on Steve, and I go. And I turn to Brian and go, no. He's like, what, what? And I go, no. And I'm like, is that Steve? And Brian goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, Steve, is that you? And the big pyramid head just shakes no. And then because of the buckets, <laughs> you start walking like something out yeah. of the Silent Hill game. So you're like walking in because this like jittery kind of, and you're dragging <laughs> the sword. The buckets, if you could have seen me under there, right? Because the buckets were, I mean... I could barely stand in them, let alone actually walk, right? And this skirt went over the buckets. Right. Oh, so of course, not... yeah. So so you couldn't see the buckets. And so I'm it just worked out in my favor, A, that I that I positioned myself under that light, because I couldn't really see it was where I was horrifying. going. And then that that it was foggy. And then also that, you know, the me walking with these buckets made it actually look more menacing. Menacing than it actually was. And you walked the whole way. Like I did. I, I kept turning to people far. in the house. I was actually horrified. I go, no, I'm not fucking dealing with this. And and Brian's like, what do you mean? He goes, Pyramid Head came to see you. And I'm like, I am not fucking dealing with this. And like, then I, I, was, I pointed the sword at you. And and it was. It, I was shitting bricks. I was so, horrified. So then, for the rest of the night, after you know, after after I was like, ah, it's no. Me. So we devised this plan that since my basement with like the exposed pipes and everything is pretty yeah. creepy looking. It looks like something out of Silent Hill. We'd put Steve in the basement and bring people down and have him scare him. And Steve right. went, oh, is Tim here yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. This was all to tell you how I got Tim back. Yeah, that's is right. Tim here yet? So so Tim wasn't here. So I positioned myself in, in this little, like, I don't know. It's like a tool room or something, It's right? where my washer and dryer and everything Yeah, is. washer and dryer. But it's like, it's like unfinished. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean... 
it's, is... It's where, it's where I store the bodies. I don't want to say it's creepy, but... It's I mean, creepy. Being, you know, dark and then having something pop out at you, yeah, it, you know, it, it all adds to the effect, right? So, so I position myself down here and... You know, under the guise of like, hey, I'll give you guys a, ho- a tour well, of the look, house. Tim, Tim had been some here. People... Tim had been here a bunch and saw me working on it. So I said, oh, I did something in the basement. I got to right. show it to you. Right. So he just thought he was coming down to see a home improvement. Right. I mean, other people because you got a bunch of people. I got this. three or four or five and, people, and it was all under the guise of we're going to give you a house tour. And then the last stop was the basement, and I would just be standing there when he flipped the lights on. Uh, and we got quite a few of them, but yeah, but. So Tim jumped. So t- Tim jumped, and I officially got him back for, because we didn't actually say that the thirty-one days of frights wasn't just the one time. He did no. that every Halloween. He did for a while. <laughs> for, for a, a while. while, and I, you know, it's great. I loved it. You know what I mean? As much as it, it creeped me out, scared me when I was going oh, Tim, through it. And stuff, when Tim it was, puts it his mind great. to something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Tim, um, who who was on the last episode you've listened to, and also the host of Cinema Spectrum. I always like to bring that up because yeah. I, I love his podcast. Go listen to his podcast. Too. So yeah, so Steve, I think, and again, you've always had some pretty good. You did um, Indiana Jones. I did. I think I did you did Indiana. that when we worked at Blockbuster. That, actually, I I did. That wasn't as difficult because basically you can just. I had a leather no, but jacket and you, I could buy stuff off the you, shelf. You pull off the cosplay pretty good. Like um, your your Quail know, Man I, was amazing. Yeah, I. So that's a funny. That's story. actually involving Tim. So that's that's a super funny story i also did i'll get to the quail man thing in a second i also one year when i was working at the swamp scott store um it was right around the time that episode three i think star wars episode three had come out you know the good one and i i uh <laughs> hey man just star wars just a joke i love every star wars movie <laughs> i love it so do i but star wars is a very very hot topic right now we can't let's not talk about why that. is it a hot topic oh i Besides the internet hating The Last well, that's, Jedi? that's what I'm talking about. All right, so maybe, maybe we need to set the record straight on that. What do you think of The Last Jedi? I loved it. Right, so I, we both like it, and you can all suck it. So here's the like here's the <laughs> thing. For people saying that it was an assassination of Luke's character, I mean, has anyone actually watched Star Wars? No, they haven't. They, because, it's just how it is in their minds. Because Yoda even says that the Jedi don't use the Force for attack. It's only for defense. So what better way to defend and not attack someone, but astral project yourself? I remember standing in the theater <laughs> and defend your friends and cheering like, out loud. Like during sure, that, that movie, moment. the movie had problems. It had other problems, it, but they're not but glaring. No, but they're there, and they're and the movie was fine. Like I, I really. All right. Well, you know what? Different podcast. Different podcast. Can... Different time. But anyway, we both love it, and you can all just you know go screw. Yeah. Go do whatever. But first, listen to the rest of this toxic podcast. masculinity whack off session you're doing to whatever, and just get out of get out of my life. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's yeah. a good way to get people to not listen anymore. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do that. Go do that. Go whack off to something. Uh, so what were we talking? You about? were talking about <laughs> um, episode three had just come out, and you oh, were working so, in Swampscape. So I'm glad I, I have a good memory. I had um, about. Maybe two years prior to that, I had, me and another friend of mine had had built our own lightsabers, like the hilts. Oh yeah. Um. So I was like, oh man, like I could probably dress up as a Jedi because I think Episode Three was released. It was right around the time it was being released on on DVD. Uh, and it might have been that weekend that it had come out or something. So 
basically, I was just on a Saturday, a random Saturday that month. I dressed up as a Jedi, uh, and people complimented me on the costume as well. But the Quail Man costume. So, if you um, if you didn't grow up in what the well the early nineties, the early if you 90s, weren't like seven or older in the early nineties. Yeah, you might not get this reference, but um, there was a cartoon on Nickelodeon called Doug. And he had an alter ego uh, that went by the name Quail Man. It was a superhero. And um, the costume, you know, anytime he was, you know, had his fantasies about being Quail Man and saving the day, the costume was always just his regular clothes with a giant letter Q on the front of it. In like uh, duct tape. In, in duct tape or whatever. Uh, and, it, you know, he wears a green sweater vest with like a white shirt underneath and khaki shorts or whatever. With... And, uh, Brief underwear on the outside. Yeah, so he would put his underwear on the outside, and then he would tie a belt to his head so that it looked like. I, I mean, I don't even know. Do quails think, actually? Yeah, have I think that? it's like the feather thing on the front. Okay, is the idea? Is the idea? Yeah. Quails do have that the little like floof. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so or like flock of seagulls type of thing going on in the front. Exactly. <laughs> and a towel for a cape, a red <laughs> towel. And you nailed this. Cost. So. So I I didn't know for the longest time because so Chris was uh, what what was it for? It was Tim's wedding. It was Tim's wedding, right? I'm sorry, right? So <laughs> Tim's so Tim Tim gets married. He's gonna have a reception. Uh, a so reception. They, so they got married in downtown Salem and didn't invite a ton of people because they didn't want to get in trouble for yeah. doing a wedding on Makes Salem sense. Common without a. Uh, <laughs> Without without, without wands and yeah. you know witches, but oh no, or with without um certification from well, the that, law to be doing it that, that too. But let's not forget the witches and wands. So then they had a party, and I was the one coordinating the times with everyone. And apparently, so Steve can't well, read well, my message. But, but but step back a minute. The the the, the reception was a costume like party. Yes, it, it was. was. It was Halloween party. Yeah, you were encouraged to come in costume and stuff, and so. I don't remember exactly. Okay, so we we received the invitation, and we somehow in the move because we had just moved, yes. we lost the invitation. And my wife, I'm going to blame my wife for this, but it was her fault. She insisted that the the time of the reception was like four o'clock. To to be fair, this is not the only a, time you've had the date and time wrong. That's for true. We've invited you. To. And and this is on on a Sunday. So I'm like, you sure it's four o'clock? And she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, all right, all right. So Damn like, Skippy, we go, we 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 get together. Like I I came up with the idea that I'm gonna go as Quail Man. Got the costume together. You know, she was gonna go as a witch or something. Um, and so at some point during the day, you texted me and said, I texted him a half an hour before I was going, which was an hour and, before it started, and said, you're still coming, right? Right. But and, I didn't say or, a time. Or, but you didn't say a time. And the way I, I, I wish I could pull up the text, but the oh, way no, it, it was worded, I just fucked up. Was <laughs> like it sounded like, am I? Are you still planning on coming today? And then you sent me another text because, like, then it was like the 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 reception had started. So basically, the reception was at noon, and it was yeah. from noon to four or or sometime like that. And so, like around noon, he texted me again. He's like. You're still coming, right? You're still coming, right? And I was like, yeah. But at no point did he ever say, 
hey man, yeah. the reception is now. Like you might have the time I wrong. Know. And I don't blame you for it. It's it's our fault for losing the the invitation. It's fine. But to be fair, <laughs> but it made seeing your costume even that more awesome because it's like, you know, the whole thing had gone by and then you come waltzing in and so, I got to fully take it in. So so I we we so we we pull up around four o'clock to wherever the what was it the, the Knights, Knights of Columbus, Columbus. and <laughs> I head down the stairs. Leah's like you know putting on her like the last touches on like her makeup or something like that, and I walk down the stairs in my costume, and someone was like someone's walking past me and they're like oh hey better late than never and it's someone that I didn't even know, and I was like ha ha ha, that's funny. What are they referring to? Right, because I'm so I'm bad. actually like three minutes early, so I walk in and there's a few people milling about, and they're cleaning, and up. they're cleaning up. But I don't realize this at the time, right? So I start looking around at the tables, which are fully undecorated at this point. But again, I don't register that because I'm I'm here, I'm on time, I'm actually a few minutes early. Maybe they're just starting to put the decorations out. I felt and so, so bad. So, so I'm looking around, and then suddenly it dawns on me because then I see Tim, and like he's got, I think the, he went. He had the costume half off. He, he had, had the head the, off, and I'm just like, "Oh, we arrived at the end of the party," <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, I feel so bad because you he know, wasn't upset." No, he wasn't. And then we, we hung out for a few minutes anyway. We hung out for about talk. an hour, and yeah, then we were gonna hang out later, but everyone was just exhausted. Yeah, and we were, and I think part of it too because. I think we were kind of embarrassed, so we yeah, were just like... Oh, this wasn't meant to like, make no, fun no, of you. No, no, right? no. I, I just hey, thought the costume all, was amazing. <laughs> make, fun, make fun of me all you want. No, I'm it's the not idiot fair. that showed it's up not... four hours late. But again, that's what friends are for. You, you don't have to be there I know. for everything at all and, times, every moment. And, this isn't Facebook. Oh, and to boot, right? To boot, we forgot his wedding gift at our house. So not only did we show up late... But we forgot his gift. And it would have been great, too, because the table that we were sitting at, planned by Tim, was a Godzilla-themed table. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had a joke from the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie, which Steve happens to like. No, that Let me let me, let me me back this up. Every one of these is going to be me shitting on you I for some don't, movie. I don't like the Godzilla, the, the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie as a Godzilla movie. I like it as a monster. I can I can movie. agree with you there. Um, but there's there's a great line where they they have some plan of like attracting Godzilla by dumping a bunch of fish in the middle of the road. <laughs> and or Tim printed out a picture <laughs> of the fish, and he printed out a picture of the fish. And the quote that uh, that uh, Matthew Broderick says is, "That's a lot of fish," and um, so for some that's like been an ongoing joke. Anytime I see uh, Tim, you know, or I'll you know on Facebook or whatever. If it is that it, it? I kept it. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. So he's got the. Uh, I have the centerpiece. The centerpiece here, and and there it is. All the fish. Wow. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of fish. It is a lot of. So fish. when when we all went to see um, the uh, 2015 Godzilla movie. Yes. That was a big joke. Like I, I even did the invite. Now one hundred percent Matthew Broderick free. Yeah, <laughs> stuff and, like. That. And I and I was I was ragging on Tim the whole time. I, I like, don't isn't Matthew exactly Broderick what... supposed to be in this movie somewhere? Yeah, something <laughs> that, like I would quote. I was like, oh, my favorite line was "That's a lot of fish," and he would just give me the like the meanest look. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, um, did you have something else to say there? Or we... No, I don't think so. All right, so. cool. No. So, um, I had thought, because it's been talked about or alluded to so much on this podcast, that Steve and I had actually had this conversation. But I'm going to let Steve tell the story of the New Year's Eve scavenger hunt <sighs> oh, that happened cool. in Salem, Massachusetts. I don't think it was New Year's it Eve. It wasn't New Year's Eve? No, I'm I thought sure. the thing was Baby New Year. <laughs> he went as that. Oh, Jesus. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was a Halloween. Okay, okay. It's, it's been some time, so the, those facts might be a little bit off. I'm pretty sure it was a Halloween thing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, no, I'm almost I'm, I'm almost 100% positive it was Halloween. All Anyways. Right. Sure. So, Fair. So, um, I was but a young child. A wee laddie. <laughs> so... You know, it's probably not even going to be as funny as it is in my mind. Oh, um, no, it was fucking funny. <laughs> so we have, um, so, all right, so me and our store manager, Scott, are closing. And like I said, it's Halloween time. It might have been Halloween night or it was just around Halloween. So, so to give people, too, um, Salem, Massachusetts, for those that aren't from around here, think that Salem is just Halloween land. And downtown Salem is on Halloween. But sure. the Blockbuster was kind of just in the outskirts it's on this road leading into downtown salem yep so you could still get to our store without getting caught up in the shit storm that is downtown salem yeah but they would also like have bus parking on halloween night in the parking lot of the shaw's plaza yep and bring people into downtown so you would get the people like oh let's go into this blockbuster this will be funny yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, just to paint paint the geographical picture. <clears throat> so here it is, like, I don't know, maybe 7 o'clock at night where the store is dead. Uh, you know, nothing's really going on. We're, we've, we've done all of our, risk, you know, duties for the night or whatever. And it's me and Scott, our store manager, closing. And in walks this group of girls who are, I mean... They're all beautiful looking girls. And we're also right? all very young and not right. married at this point. Right. So they come up to me and they say, we, we we need to speak to your store manager. Now, I mean, okay, they're beautiful girls, but they're asking to speak to the store manager. So I say, yeah, okay, he's right over there. Right? I'll let Scott get beat up. Right. So <laughs> by this group of girls. So he would have taken it. So, so Scott's like, I'm the store manager. My name's Scott. How can I help you? And they're like, we're doing this scavenger hunt, and we need to get a photo of um, the Blockbuster store manager. And so this group of girls surround him, and like one of them gives him like a kiss on the cheek. And they take a picture, and they leave, right? And I'm just like, oh, man. Like This is before I met my wife. And I'm like, Scott, I'm like, you know there's going to be another group of scavenger hunt like coming in so just ne- i'm the store manager next time right okay i'm the store manager he's like sure so a couple hours go by <laughs> and i'll never forget it <laughs> i'm standing in the this like the, the we called it the the pit the, pit. the, the csr pit it's where, where where like all the cash registers were but not the manager's pit the manager had their own pit <laughs> So I'm standing in the CSR pit. Where the pit. safe ended up being after so <laughs> After time. so many times, yeah. So uh, this, I see this car pull up, and I see a bunch of guys get out of it, right? And I'm like, I'm looking, because it's dark out. I see Frankenstein. I see, like, Dracula. You know, whatever other generic Halloween costume. And then a man 
wearing nothing but a diaper. And I'm like, oh, oh, man. So they walk in and immediately they're like, we need to speak to your store manager. And I look up at Scott like with these (laughs) must have been like these eyes that just say, save me. Right. And he's like right there points to me. Right. And I'm like, fuck. And, uh, and, he, and he, they're like, well, so we're doing a scavenger hunt. We need to get a picture at the store manager. I'm like, yep, I, I know the routine. We had someone else come in earlier. They gather around me. And, of course, the man in the diaper is standing right next to me. And I shit you not, he leans over and kisses my cheek. He had to. I mean, it's, I, it's I don't the know. rule. I don't know if that was a rule. I, I don't know. But we'll just go with that. So they take the picture, and you know, you know, I mean, whatever. I was, I was, I was. I feel like I was a pretty good sport about it. No, it was just funny. But like it didn't. It was just stop the, being the, talked about. It didn't stop being talked about. And the funniest part about it is just the fact that, like, you know, it's, it's the classic, like, oh man, if there was one group of hot girls, there must be another group of hot <laughs> There's girls. There's gotta and be. And then it was just like. The ugliest bunch of dudes and a man wearing nothing but a diaper. So if it had been an attractive dude, you would have been cool with it? Uh, yes. All right, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. It, it, I take a, I take a kiss from a dude. I, I'll, I'll be open about me, that on the internet. <laughs> a part of me wonders if there, if that picture still exists somewhere. It's got to be... Oh, shit. If you're listening to this and you're from Massachusetts, preferably the Salem area, and you have a picture of a guy in a baby diaper kissing a, you were bearded then, right? Oh yeah, a bearded hobbit-sized gentleman. I might have just had the goatee at the time, but yeah, rocking the goatee. And yeah. he was, you were driving the yellow um, banana car at the point. Uh, I think this was right after that. It may have been. I mean, you had it for like three years. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a great story. I'm glad hearing it out of your mouth. Cause, and I can't wait to talk to Scott about it. By the way, Scott's coming next Nate. month for an entire day. And we're recording two episodes. Oh, wow. Because, there's, I mean, we, I yeah. worked in two different stores with him. Right, right, right. right. So I got to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And how often does he come down um, or up here? The last time I saw Scott was at my wedding. Right. And that was in 2014. Yeah. So it's been some time. Yeah. He <laughs> talks to me a lot. Does he? Also... Casey Malone, who we talked about in our last... It's no stopping a Californian from being on this podcast. I'm just throwing sure. that out there, Casey. Sure. We love you. If you're out there, if you're listening... He does, uh, actually. He told me he likes it. Oh. Well, that's cool. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't seen him a bit. C- Casey's an interesting fella. He's kind of... Again, to be fair, he has a rougher time with this period of his life kind of similar to Jeremy sure, who I've talked yeah. about before. So I wouldn't put it past him if he's got issues with talking about it. So yeah. I won't. Um, so that's the, the, the man in the diaper. Yeah. Um, not the best story, but no, I think it's great. So, um, let's see. Um, Steve, you take a look at the list I have written here and decide the thing we're going to talk about next. Cause we, oh, we've... so pick something, pick all something. Right. So I, this is another, this is going to be a short story. Yeah. Um, but, you got here Rich's prank smashing into the vestibule glass. So friggin' funny. So this is um. So I gotta have him on too since well, he's cleaned himself up and. Well, I'll put this out there. Uh, I got picked on a lot. I enjoyed it. It was all in good fun. As you remember the last time from all the Ben Affleck crap. Right. I mean, I I wouldn't have had it any other way. Oh, that Affleck. Um, but this guy Rich, 
great guy. I mean, yeah, he giant went through, ball buster. Yeah, he went through some tough times, but he did. He's he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. Um, he worked at the store as a, I believe he was a manager, or shift leader. He or was. He was right? a shift leader. Yep. And so we're doing um, we're doing inventory. And again, that's inventory was always done after hours and well so, intoxicated. Oh yeah, while intoxicated. I mean, that was store policy. Scan, scan, <coughs> scan, drink, scan, <laughs> fuck, scan, scan. I'm a goddamn paraphernalia. Ooh, oh brother, where are a thousand now? <laughs> and so, it's got to be like two, three, four in the morning, something like that. At this time, oh we're, god, we were done with the inventory, and. Was this the same night that you you dropped the people's elbow on a copy of Blair Witch? Tim and I went into, um, it was the same night actually. So if you listen to Tim's podcast, this was the night that we also took a bunch of Field Destroyed Blair Witch projects and went to fucking town on them. Okay, yeah. Tim and, I, did, Tim and I went into graphic detail about destroy, but <coughs> elbow drops, hammers, um, playing frisbee with them in the parking lot with yeah. our friends from KB Toy Works. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so that's so funny. I forgot it was the same night. So it's, it's late at night. And I think, I think the elbow drop was right before this happened. I think. Yeah. We we got silly. So we're at, we're at the end of one of the aisles. Like basically we're at the very back of the store and I'm exhausted, half asleep. And Scott turns to rich. They're both like, it's quiet. Nobody's saying anything. Scott turns to Rich and just looks back at me and says, Get him! And I'm just like, I have, like, the fight or flight moment, right? That, 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 the instinct kicks in, right? I have to choose. What am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to defend myself or am I going to, it's going to bolt? I don't even know what's about to happen. And I have milliseconds to decide this. So... I do what I do best, and I fucking ran, right? Because I have no idea what's about to happen. Now, to paint a picture for anyone who's never been in a blockbuster or a bank for that nature, because they're kind of similarly set up, the entrance had a vestibule, which was split into an entrance door and an exit door, within another entrance door and another exit door. Right, so essentially, if you're leaving the store, you left... Two doors to go through. Yeah, you'd have to go through two doors. So... so, this made, you know, locking in people who were stealing pretty easy. Right. And also, what happened so, to our good friend Steve here? So the so the the inner door of the exit <laughs> side of the vestibule didn't lock. That was just always left open. I don't yes, even it think was. it was. I don't think you could lock that door. No, you couldn't. But the obviously the the outer door you could lock. And it's, you know, 3 334 something Scott's like that. Scott's out having he, a cigarette. No, he's, he's I thought in. he was the one that locked it. No, no, he, oh, he's the one who, he sorry. turned to Rich and was like, get him. Someone locked it. So, well, yeah, because we're closed, right? <laughs> so I start running, and, I, and I, the only exit in, in the store, right? I don't want to set off an alarm, so I'm not going to go with the emergency exit. What am I, stupid? So yes. I, I burst through the first door of the vestibule, and a flash like goes through my head, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, that door's locked. Bam! <laughs> sorry, that was probably really loud. Uh, sorry, headphone users. <laughs> Bam! I hit the fucking door full speed. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, 
It like, was awful. I think I we was saw in the him middle. fall like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, because I I did. I I fell over, and I'm pretty sure I had my mouth open because I was probably in the middle of saying "Oh fuck" or something like that. Oh, and fudge. I like my so my lip is bleeding. My tooth was like my Your gum glasses line was, were broken. No, um, they were just like smushed and kind of. Like, they were disheveled. They, they were disheveled. Um, and yeah, so I don't think I ever really lived that down, to be honest. So that was a good night. Cheers. That was a great one. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what other pranks they would pull on me. That's really the one I remember. It popped into my head on the drive home today, and I just had to mention it. There was the time that's... <laughs> there was the time. Middle of the day. I showed up. Do you, do you know what I'm about to say? Go ahead. I showed up. <laughs> middle of the day. And... Uh, I don't know if I was if I was working clothes that night or if I just came in to get my check or something along those lines. And so me and Scott are at the back of the store near the 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 manager's office and we're just we're shooting the shit about whatever. <coughs> and he looks down. He grabs the fire extinguisher and he's just like, "Oh shit." He's like, "I've always wondered how these work." And he pulls the pin and sque- <laughs> squeezes the handle and just <laughs> Like, phrase the whole, like, back area of the store. Now, the funny thing about this story is this is a preempt to when Scott and I talk in Woburn. Inside the drop boxes, because Blockbuster already figured out that some asshole is going to drop, like, an M80 or something in the drop box. <laughs> That's a good story. There's <coughs> a fire extinguisher inside the drop box, for those of you that didn't know yeah. at the time. That was a chemical fire extinguisher, so it was the dust. That's what Not, this one was, Oh, too. it was, too? Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, I'll let Scott talk about it more, but when you call corporate and say, the chemical fire extinguisher just went off, it's 8 at night, we're going to close and clean up because this could be cancerous. <laughs> corporate went, now nah, you should probably stay open. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, you never know what someone's going to drop in the drop box. Oh, you Jesus. hope that it's always just movies, and... You know, ninety nine point nine percent it was. So I worked at the Swamp Scott store. Uh, oh, that place! And one morning, one morning I went, I went to open the drop box, and there was a fish, and it's an entire fish, head, just eyes, scales, everything, everything, everything. Just someone caught it off the back of their boat and then just shoved it in the drop box. It was right next reason. to Marblehead. It was. so. Uh, I, or me and Chester sure. by the sea. I, I think I was opening with Jared that morning and I was just like, what does this mean? Were you, work, <laughs> were you working there when I stacked the pumpkins up in front of the door? This was after I stopped working there. I don't Michelle so. was there when I did it. So one of my lesser times that I'm proud of in my life. Uh-huh. But I'm from Lynn. And Lynn is a bit of an urban, kind of more rough and tumble kind of city. Yeah. Marblehead is the polar opposite. Mm. Marblehead is a lot of entitled people. I love them, but it's very entitled, very rich, very, you know, white. Who would be the word? Jar- uh, Jason Walsh. No, no, no. Uh, oh, he was he on worked, two episodes ago. He worked at, at Blockbuster with us. Um, Marblehead? Uh, no, he worked in Swampscott, but he lived in Marblehead, I think. He Jeff? was um Not Jeff. Uh, her, her, her. Like that's my I don't impression. Remember of him. him. He had glasses on, tall. Oh, what the hell was his name? Yeah. He was awesome. He was awesome. So like, what he the was hell from was Marblehead. His name? 
Anyway, and he was awesome. Yeah, but but Marblehead again. We, so <coughs> my friend me. Jason lived in Marblehead, and I had a Crown Victoria with a very large trunk. And me and Jason and my friend Jared and his cousin um, Josh were driving around on Halloween one night, one Halloween night. And I said, you know what? I'm fucking done with these people putting out pumpkins and not carving them. So we systematically filled my trunk with uncarved pumpkins. Like from off we of just people's... stole them. That's amazing. Because our outlook is you bought the damn thing, you did nothing with it, and we yeah. stacked them in front of the door at Blockbuster, and Michelle sent me a picture and said, I assume this was you. And I wasn't even working there at the time. That's amazing. I thought it was fucking hysterical. That's anyway, amazing. um, we were talking about shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Okay, so we were talking so, about something. Well, Marblehead somehow came... Oh, the fish. The fish. Yeah, so I that's kind of the end of That's where the story ends. Nothing ever happened. You know, we didn't, like, the mafia didn't show up because, like, you know, you sleep with the fishes kind of thing. But, like, I, I, just, I pulled it out and I just looked at the guy that was working with me, Jared. And I was oh, like, Jared Green. He's going to be on this. Namaste. He, Jared. He's uh, in Vermont that's, now. I can do but, this yeah, remote. remote. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, yeah, I just looked at it and I'm like, you're from around here. Does this mean anything? <laughs> All right, so um, so this is great. Um, I know we talked about we t- we did Clerks and stuff as our recommendations last time, yeah. And we talked about Jane Silent Bob Straight Back, but since you know it's been how many months since well, we since, uh, July, since right? July since we recorded, and this is February. Kevin Smith has finally come out and said yeah. the Jane Silent Bob reboot is happening. Yeah, they and he's been soon. he's been joking about it for years. Yep. And I, I we didn't talk about Clerks two on our last podcast. But we saw it together. Yeah. Clerks 2 is... Clerks 2... It's so wonderfully introspective. So, it's so funny because um, that movie, it's... It always it always makes... It always chokes me up at the end. Oh, no. I, uh, I was in tears in Clerks 2. And and a lot of that, too, has to do with the fact... So, the end of that movie is um, Dante's moving to Florida to marry right? his girlfriend. And you were... And uh, I was moving to Florida. Like... We went and saw it, and it was. I think I was moving to Florida later. like the week later, and you know, it just so it, every time I watch it, it, always it always brings up those memories because that was bad times. Because you very <laughs> much are Dante in a lot <laughs> well, of ways. No, no, I don't ways, mean that in a negative no, way. I no, just mean if, that in a I, like it. It's I'm, uh, you know, it's kind of the and I don't mean that in the negative ways. I mean sure. that the easygoing like what well, I've I'm just here. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just busting my ass. Yeah. Like what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of us are done. I mean, that's the whole yeah. point of the character, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody's everybody Dante, Dante, Dante and everybody can be Randall. Of course. Jeremy is definitely Randall. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy is 100% Randall. Here goes Randall. He's a berserker. <laughs> I mean, I think Jeremy's done that. Yeah. I think he did that at your wedding. <laughs> Wrangle out the door for me. Just just, just sing me out. Just sing me out. Anyway, so Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, as fans of Kevin Smith. We got, we went through Clerks, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Jersey yeah. Girl, which I still love. I don't yep. care anybody says. No, it's Jersey just him making a romantic comedy. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. But um, Clerks 2 is the post-Jane Silent Bob Strike Back thing of, okay, you want you want me to be dramatic? You want me to give you introspection? I'll give you fucking introspection. Yep. And that movie is, everybody that watches that movie that's at all worked in retail or been anywhere near like the type of geek that Kevin Smith is. That movie, it's almost too raw. It's like ripping off a bandage. Mm-hmm. Everything in that movie. The yep. the the love lost, the you know, 
um, <coughs> you know, settling for something versus going for the person you should really be with. Yep. All of these things hit somebody close to home. Yep. And he just bled all over that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. The, and it's harsh. It's a fucking harsh the last scene, movie. It's so funny and it's so hard at the same time. The last scene with them in jail where, where he's like, well, what would you do? And he's like, I'd, he's like, I'd open up the quick stop and, you know, whatever. It's like, And I think about that every time I record this podcast is literally if, if I had no money issues, nothing to worry about, why wouldn't I fucking work in a video store? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Yep. With everybody. Yep. I mean that. That so so with so Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back being you know basic cinematic masturbation, which we talked. That's him having fun. Yeah. Clerks Two was the polar opposite. Clerks Two was serious. Yep. And I love the fact. That, I think this might be a little late, but I still love the fact of they're making a reboot of the Blunt Man and Chronic movie. Yeah. And so Jay and Silent Bob are pro- most likely going to want to stop that from happening too. I mean and. You know, it is going to be Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back all over again. It's that's that's all, and it I is. don't care. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm on. So this podcast, <laughs> I, I I feel like I almost need to just get us all to go see it, and then literally record an episode of this right after <laughs> with like everybody, with everybody. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, I think we just have to. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you think he's in the right place for it? I mean, all his output the last so. five or so um, years has been amazing. I think so. Uh, Especially his TV stuff. He's also doing Howard TV. the Duck. He's yeah, writing the yeah. Howard the Duck show for Hulu. Yep. I think that's great. Yep. I mean, he had that scare with the heart attack. Poor his, guy. His he looks so good now. He does look really good. Yeah. He he actually, it's funny. Kind of um, looks scary. Because he was about, uh, he got really thin around Clerks 2 and then got, and then got really And then made fat. Zack and Miri make a porno, which I love. Same here. But, I mean, it's great. It's basically like Clerks again, which yeah. I think is great about it. But he met Seth Rogen, and for the first time in, I think, Kevin Smith's career was actually a pothead, even though that was the joke. <coughs> like, I mean, the whole time. He still is. He still is. And he got huge. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Huge. Yeah. Not that we're svelte gentlemen. No. But he got but big. He got really big. <laughs> um, Too fat to fly, as it were. Yeah. Came up. yeah. yeah. But, I mean, uh, no, I think he's in a good place to make it. You know, it, it, what's that? What's that quote? Because he, when he was doing Clerks too, uh, he he said there was a quote that he that I don't know if he wrote it online or whatever, and he was like, "Sometimes you have to go back to the well or something like yeah, that's that." That's exactly what it was, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, and I I fully believe that. I mean, Clerks two was my brother, who's hit or miss with Kevin Smith, even though yeah, he's the one that showed me Clerks. Right. right. Um. Again, Tusk, Red State. Um, they are what yoga they are. holders are an acquired taste. Some right. people love him, some people hate him. Right. But at least he's making what he wants to make. Exactly. That's all I gotta say. Yep. But even he sat there in Clerks 2 and went, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is very real. Yeah. And, and then we went and saw um, uh, Jane, Sal, and Bob get old. You were there. That's right. Yeah. And yep. th- that was, I mean, his, if you, his podcast and stuff were just great. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, his podcasts are great. I haven't listened to him in a long time. No, it's it's too much output to keep he, up with. Yeah, he's got so like. Well, I don't know that he still does it anymore. He still does. He does because he, like he he used to do one with his wife. He does the Smodcast. He, he does, does Smodcast. One with his wife, I know he does, he does one with Ralph Garman. Right, Fat Man on Batman. Yeah, uh, and then there was another one I think that he did too for a while with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, shoot, Mosier. No, that's no, a that's smodcast. that's smodcast. That, yeah. and I don't even know if he still does that one. He might not. He might not. It, he or he does it like very infrequently now. But, but um, 
yeah, if you if check those out because the 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 Smodcast episodes, the, those are the ones that I, the, that got me hooked. The on guy podcasts. wears his heart in his sleeve. Yeah, and he, he, you know, if you if you hear me, I mean, outside of the fact that there's millions of dollars that separate us, it's not yeah. much different than this. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I love that about it. I I've always liked about Kevin Smith that he's talking to you going this could be you because this was a, this was a mistake. Right. I'm here and, I'm here out of sheer will. And there's then, nothing or mis- or like sheer luck. He did <laughs> he did I think two episodes uh almost like a postmortem of what happened with Zach and Mary make a porno and you know it's funny because you you sit back and like you know if a movie does bad or whatever you know you sit back as a as maybe a movie critic or whatever and you're just like this movie sucks ass and you know, erotic, gorgeous, and all that. You make fun of the movie, right? But you don't think about the people who are actually behind that movie. And so to hear him talk about it, and he's just like, I don't know what happened. You know, we were on course to make a bunch of money with this movie. He just has a bum shake. It's like like everything that happens with George Romero, never, like the stuff never took off. And everything that happens with um, George Miller, who made... uh, uh, Mad Max, the Mad, and even the most recent Mad Max movie, they just didn't didn't take off, right. and it's amazing yeah. because Zack and Mary make a porno. While it's not an in continuity Kevin Smith movie, could very well just be a sequel to Clerks. Yeah, you know, it, it happens to also be Judd Apatowish, and him and Judd Apatow co wrote it, but. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's yeah. got the same level of I'm just gonna bleed all over this damn thing yeah. that ever all of his other movies do. And and that's the movie. Like, yeah, I mean, he met Seth Rogen and stuff, but I, and I think that helped. But that movie, him he drove failing, him away from film. Well, no, no, I was gonna the, say that film failing is what drove him to pot because yeah. not that I mean, whatever pot is pot. No, there's nothing but, wrong with it. It just I feel like when it I was say in, drove to it was like, interesting to hear a guy that the entire joke was this is a stoner comedy right end up not being a stoner until like his seventh movie right right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he just basically locked himself in his in his bedroom. Um, watching Wayne Gretzky movies or like home videos and stuff and uh, developed what almost like a, a one man cult for Wayne Gretzky for a while. Anyway, go listen to those podcasts. I, I, I remember. Good. I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we, we got on that topic. No, Kevin Smith's very important to us. Kevin Smith. No, that's yeah, what he is. is. He is. Um, so, so and, I, and I hope he listens to this someday. By the way, Maybe. the store manager of Blockbuster Bend in Blockbuster Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. has liked and says he listens to this. Get out of here. So I'm, I'm going to try to get him on. Oh, that's if you're hearing awesome. this, wouldn't that just be fucking awesome? Yeah, it would. Um, I kind of I think if I get that guy on here, I have to buy a plane ticket and fly out there and just see the store. I think I have to. Yeah, why not? It's Oregon, which yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, like, I, there was hesitation in my voice there because I'm like, "What's right. in Oregon?" <laughs> so, so there's, 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 you know, a few more things we didn't really get into. Anything that really happened in the store, Aside you know what from, I mean? Like, the yeah. pranks and stuff. So, like so that. I was gonna say, what was your favorite or a couple of like the best movies that came out in your time there, where you were like both psyched to like see customers come in and people were just like. All about it, like talking for months. When are you gonna get in? Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever it was. Is there any that like pops into mind of like, um, oh, this is just the, the anticipation of it as a person that worked there was because in a movie theater, you know, you get you get hyped up about, oh man, you know, the new Harry Potter's coming up. People mm-hmm. are gonna show up in droves. But we got that at Blockbuster too. Yeah, we did. And was there something you remember, like, like even if it was a tiny release? 
I mean, having like a big impact. <clears throat> I think we may have talked about this. I touched briefly on it on the last time I was here, but uh, one of the ones that stands out in my mind would have been American Beauty. We did talk about the that, but go that, but, go into it deeper because all we said was we got too few copies. Yeah, I mean, it was like. It, I mean, the movie had won a bunch of awards. But it came out on video before it won them. That was the thing. Maybe. That was, no, I, that's I, what happened. It, it must have been. Because they don't do that anymore. They usually wait so they can put it on the cover box. But I mean, it Black had been... Black Panther, nominated for 13 and, Oscars. And that's, while that's true, I think everybody knew that it was a good movie. Like, it, like yeah. it had been talked about. Like, it was a... that If... if um. And it starred Christopher Plummer, right? Not Kevin Spacey. Because we don't talk about Kevin Spacey sure, anymore. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. It was I mean, Christopher Plummer in American Beauty. Right. That's uh, been an ongoing gag on especially this. Since, especially since uh, the man that shall may not be named, he who shall not be named, in that movie is kind is, of... A, is, like, is like borderlining like homophobia and also uh, sleeping with pedophilia <laughs> and all this other weird stuff. And then it kind of is true? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess I guess what, what still I, a great actor Christopher Plummer, <laughs> Christopher Plummer, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess that movie stands out just because of of the fact that we only got two copies and People everybody came in and was just like, where? Why well, do you only have well, two copies? I think the explanation could be Oscars at until about that time because that was like just in the post Titanic world, yeah, yeah, where Oscar buzz could really push yeah. a movie. Um, you know, American Beauty, not really something that's able to be sold to, like, a family Friday night no, renting audience. that's true. American Beauty is, it's vulgar, it's intense, <laughs> it deals with suicide and all this other shit that's just fucking wrong. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the art house oscar kind of thing was not being pushed then. So I can see Blockbuster not expecting it to be a big deal. Because it's also rated R. And Blockbuster was big on the... They were a family video True. store. True. They were big on the... If you can get me a PG-13, I will push this shit up people's ass all day long. Give me a nice Michael Bay movie. Pro-America. America. American Beauty is the polar opposite of that. It's right, about, right. like, gay and weird stuff and, like, a creepy, like, um, emo kid that makes not, movies. Not that gay is weird. No, but Blockbuster, Blockbuster but like, didn't like that. Yeah, Blockbuster very, didn't like um, that. Yeah. They're very Christian. Yes. Thank you, Steve. Just like that Jimmy Neutron poster again. Right. We don't... Di- Paul... Who was on here well, we, is not a straight gentleman. He's right. our best friend. Right. This was it was more just it's the irony of of these you know of what we were saying. Exactly. That, I don't know why we have to backtrack. We do though. We do have to backtrack I, I, maybe. because the because the internet sucks. But you know what? We have to backtrack. So I guess I'm going to be honest and say that anyone that knows me knows that I am I live very much in the past. Yes. Uh, me and too. So like. If you ask me, like, what you know, what's your what what um, what's your favorite band from like the last decade? Metallica. <laughs> Not even anymore. I'd oh say right, no, they've gotten a little weird. For I, you. They have gotten a little weird. But that know. was that was Steve from two thousand four. Steve from two thousand four. Metallica. Metallica all the way. Corn. Yes. Um, right now, I'd probably say yeah, Green Day. It's still. Oh, probably. I I actually think we are one hundred percent on the same page. With but that. the the thing is, is that like I don't really like new music. Right, like Fair. some some things, some things will get me, and I'll be like, Look, okay, that's good. There'll be bands that come up that sound like the yeah. thing we like, and so I think I think that started even when I was younger. So when you ask me, like, you know, what what movie, like, what event movie, you know, 
really stands out in your mind. I don't think I have one because I think for me, you know, if someone came up and asked me like, you know, what should I rent today? It was going to be something that was from my childhood. Yep. Like I would recommend Goonies, Ghostbusters. I would my recommend my favorite movie like of all time. Yeah, Bat I would and Jaws. Yeah, like well, not so much. I know, Jaws but for me, for me. <laughs> no, it's for me. But for you, it's yeah, for me. yeah, yeah. I I understand Jaws for yeah, some yeah. people, but Jaws is for me. But get and, in there, Whitey. So and like yeah, like new movies would come out and I'd like them and and you know whatever, but nothing that stands out in my mind that was just like oh man, I remember when this movie came out and it was so nuts because we had so but many. It's, people, like, it's more how the people acted in the store, because like for Tim, when I brought up this thing, he came up with nine eleven. The, the movie? No, then? no, no. Like, the, the time. Okay. Like, instead of a movie, it's like how the customers reacted after that. Because he worked days. Yeah. So he got every... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the, that's an interesting thing. And he brought up Titanic, which was pre-UNI. Pre, yeah. And yeah. he said his store manager dressed up in a freaking captain's uniform, you know? And so that's really cool, yeah, right? Yeah. So we didn't have much like that. But I, I remember, like, there were movies that... It was more video games, I think, with us. The PlayStation 2 push was yeah. really, you'd have people, because remember, like, video games used to get one of, right. then you turn into, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, we right. got 120 of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is, and that was really the, you know, the, the changeover period, but that, it's just interesting, you know, like, I, you know, parallel to this, putting out movies, right, you know, people think, oh, I just walk into Blockbuster and this movie's all of a sudden here. Mm-hmm. But like we'd have to go in on a Monday and oh, yeah. move the wall around. Like, like there was a strict oh, like was... this is what you do and this is how well, much space you have. Well, and what's funny about that too is is that I mean that's a ton of work. A so ton. So that would take you pretty work. much all day to do. All day on a Monday. All day. No, no, not and, kidding. And a day to do. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so it would take you pretty much all day <laughs> to and, do. And the thing is, is that you would have like a. a a planogram, I think, is what they, they call would tell it, right? you what the end caps should have and how but, but, many bays you should have for you know, yeah, um, Mamma Mia seventeen or right. whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah, sure. And and um, but the problem is, is that not all the stores got the same amount of copies of movies. Nope. And I don't think they really ever understood how much inventory a particular store had on any given title. No, they didn't because you were expected to clear like. You know, a whole bay for say Which Transformers. A bay, a bay was six feet tall. Six feet tall. Or seven feet tall. About seven or eight rows. Yeah. Of eight to twelve so like three movies foot, wide. Four foot wide. Yeah. yeah. And so you'd have to go, no matter what, you need two entire bays of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Right. Like, and you weren't allowed. What? You were not allowed to take movies off of the new release wall until a year. I think it, they had to be They had to be on your list. Year. You had to go through and be like, can I take um, the Red Shoe Diaries 6 off the wall now, please? Right. Because only that one creepy guy that breathes through his mouth is renting it. Right. No <laughs> offense and, to liking the Red Shoe Diaries. You can get better porn at other stores. Right. You don't even have to go to stores anymore. Just Google just, that shit. No, just look. <laughs> yeah. It's not even Google anymore. Just look. Yeah. It's everywhere. It just shows up. <laughs> I mean, I had like three porn magazines delivered to my house today, and I don't even subscribe to them. They just his there. wife does though. Maybe it's possible. It's weird. Yeah, food porn kind of the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. Foodnetwork.com <laughs> slash yeah. slash fucking anal seepage. Yeah, that's gross. What you could do with a t- fucking tomato and a carrot. What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> um, I'd take this whole Gouda cheese 
log. We're very what? much into ass play. I don't. <laughs> and none of that. and none of us are really actually into it. Is the funniest no, thing. No, it's Paul. Like, I mean, there I mean, are some well, people that are sure, but I, it's funny that it comes up so much because you know what? I haven't really been engaging in much ass play no, in my life. No. Me, 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 now, Dante and um, Rosario Dawson, on the other oh, hand, well, they were lots of ass to mouth. What are we talking about? You were talking about new release wall. Ass to mouth, new release wall. It it goes hand in hand. Uh, Or ass to mouth. Or ass to mouth. Uh, So so you would have to clear (laughs) two bays worth of movies for Transformers. And, and, uh, yeah. And and so, like, to to try and do that, it it was almost like... The hardest game of Tetris you ever or played. Or chess. Or chess. Yeah, either one of these. Oh, is, it was is, awful. Is and you spent all day Monday, the deadest day of the week, thankfully. Yep. And then you'd have your poor CSR Doing. shrink wrapping all of the PVTs. Yeah, because yeah, what you would then have to do is say, like, I don't know, if, if Transformers was coming out and that's the one you had to make room for, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, what's another good example? Uh, Halle Berry's Monster Balls. Okay. Monster Ball, right? You would you would take a certain number of Monster Ball movies, or copies of Monster Ball, off of the wall, and then you would transfer either those move to them for to sale. the favorite section or well, transfer them for sale. But if they were still supposed to be the new release wall, you would transfer them to sale. Is, is yeah. where I was going with that. But yes, yep. the mop pulls, motherfucker. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that would take you all day. All it's a lot of hard day. work. Like. You know, sure. Is it is it akin to you know serving anything in the military? No. Or anything or we anything really we do, do now? now. No. no. But it's it's physically a lot of work. Yes. Because mind wise, it's just figuring it out. But yeah. It's physically a lot of work. Yeah. And they didn't want you using because we used to go over to like the, the, the what's funny about blockbusters. Wherever there's a blockbuster, there's sure to be a Shaw's. Uh, at least back in the day, obviously yeah, now. They were always a Shaw's. So we would go over to Shaw's and grab a, a, a shopping cart because it would be easier to just fill the shopping cart filled with, uh, full of, you know, whatever movies were being transferred to PVT or being pulled off the wall to go to the new uh, favorite section. Um, but they didn't want you doing that because that was considered lazy. Even though it was more effective, you know, time wise, because otherwise you had to. You know, grab a stack of movies, walk it up to the front, yeah. and you oh, yeah. do that. You know, several times. You know, for just one section of the wall, it was um, chaos. Actually, it was. And they and had a. They were sticklers for alphabetical order too. Oh, so like, yeah, so yeah. So like, yeah. you could have like an A, an AS, or an AD yeah. not be in order. Yeah. But if you had something in the B section that was an A, oh, yeah. you'd get fucking written up. Yeah, yeah. There was because they which come... people didn't pay attention. They look at. You're not coming in to go, oh, you know, if you need to find out where, you know, um, the next Fast and the Furious ripoff was on the wall. Let me give you a little bit of advice. Number one, we probably had it in Salem. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, we can look it up. We right. know if we have it. Right. You're not coming in there for that or asking. And, and like walking up to the wall and going along it, right? That's impulse buy. Yeah. You're looking for huh, which bay's got the grunch. Right. I need the Grunch What Stole Christmas. Yeah. And there's three whole fucking bays of it. Right. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, just, I, so that was, was fun. 
it, it was it was it was a good time because it, it actually as weird as it was when you got to like the level of being a manager mm-hmm. or being a CSR working with a manager, yep. it gave you a personal connection to the place. Like, yep. yeah, they tell me in this piece of paper I have to do it this way, but it can never actually be that way, right? Because again, they had no concept of what their inventory actually and none was. of the stores, aside from the ones they built from the ground up, yeah, none of the stores were really set up the same. No, no, no. I mean, I think we we talked about the we fact did talk about that, that you know the Gloucester store was set up one hundred percent completely different than any other store I ever worked. No, the in. Gloucester store was like a GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. the best way. Middleton was the same way. It was like yeah, a GameStop. Middleton was. So anyway, so we've been talking for a long time, mm-hmm. as we do mm-hmm. day to do. Mm-hmm. We won't even get into day to do today, but as always, now I'm I'm a customer in this blockbuster we've created here. And I'm coming up with a movie, and I'm gonna rent. Let's see, what's a, what's a Steve Brennan kind of a movie? You know what? Um, fuck this game. I'm gonna rent um, Rogue um, Rogue One. Rogue One. I'm gonna okay. rent Star Wars Rogue One. You know why? Because I'm I want to deal with a post blockbuster movie. I loved Rogue One. Same here. And I feel I, like with Star Wars, like we just talked about, there's lessers and graders and problems. Yeah. But Rogue One is the most old Star Wars version without being a fan servicey reboot of the new Star Wars movies. That I means so I loved Solo I mean, too. The, but the the whole scene with Darth Vader I think was a little fan servicey. It was very but I love the movie. I like the yeah. characters. Yeah yeah. So if I came up and rented Rogue One, let's say we still had a blockbuster, mm-hmm. what would you recommend I rent along with it? Are we talking? Does it, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? It, it could it could be a movie that just came out, but I'm just saying this is like I'm a customer. I mean, oh man, you know, <coughs> I, I was told this was good. My son said Mad Mads Mikkelsen was in it, and I love the Hannibal show. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, 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 right. Well, whatever. if you like Mads Mikkelsen, you'll love. You'll really like. I don't know uh, anything that Mads Mikkelsen. Oh come on! You you really should go don't. to the theater and see Arctic, which my friend Ryan Morrison wrote. Like. So my friend from elementary school wrote a movie. Did he really? That Mads Mikkelsen is in, and it's oh, in theaters crazy. right now. That's crazy. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I just thought of that right yeah. now. But anyway, what would you recommend I rent along with Rogue One? So, as far like my movie knowledge is not as great as as everybody else's in our group of friends, right? He's lying. Well, I mean, not really. Like, like as far as like you know, oh well, if you like Mads Mikkelsen in this, you'll like him in. All right, but I if don't I like, know. but so, if I like Star Wars so, Rogue One. Then I'd tell you probably rent Solo as well. If you haven't seen Solo, it was a damn good movie. Yeah, I'm gonna have you to know, agree with you it, there. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't fantastic. It was. It damn wasn't good. Need, it wasn't asked for or needed. No, but it was but, damn know, it good. Was, it was fun. I call like, Solo the way I've described Solo to my friends is it's a really great episode of the Star Wars TV show that we don't yeah, have yeah, yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh wow! I love that you're doing this cool extra stuff with this character I like and yeah. working him into the stuff. Did I ever go, oh my god, this movie is the second coming and I need more of this? No, no. but I haven't done that with I... a Star Wars movie in a long time. Right, they just make me really happy. Right, I because would... I feel like they're anything that adds to the mythos makes me happy. I would love to see more movies, more Star Wars movies that take place outside of a the Skywalker story. Yes, and b. You know the the general like you know oh it's the empire versus the that's what I loved whatever. about Solo that's yes, what I loved like, about Solo you know th- that stuff was going on in it you know they had like well maybe not in Solo but tiny bits tiny bits tiny bits but like you can have you can have a story of Star Wars where you know the empire is you know fighting the rebellion but 
have the story be about something else. It's, have the story there. be about, it's in the the, background, about the like, like farmer that's, you know, dealing right, with it directly. Right. I mean, you know, or heck, I, I would love to see a, a Star Wars movie from the point of view of the Empire. Agreed. You know, that Agreed. would be a lot of fun. I think we need that Star Wars movie, actually. Yeah. And I think I, think I know so that John Favreau is making a Star Wars TV show. That's what I've heard. I, and it's apparently it going to be about Boba Fett, which they keep going with. But either yeah. way, I'll watch anything John Favreau makes, and Fair. I'll watch a Star Wars TV show over and more Star Wars movies because I can get them quicker. Right. Also, we don't know as currently the recording of this podcast what Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be. That's true. So that's exciting. Because yeah. I still love The Last Jedi. So, Steve, you're coming up and renting a movie in this blockbuster, this fake blockbuster we've created. Uh-huh. What are you renting? What's your recommendation to the masses? Tonight? Wait, I'm... I'm yeah, like I just did I'm with Rogue right? One. Like I, and, I'm, and then I'm going to come up with a movie to go off of it. That's how we do this. Less the booze lets you remember. Yeah, so wait, what am I doing? You're <laughs> renting a movie. Come I'm up and rent a movie. What I'm do renting you, a movie. What do you want to tell the people in podcast land? To rent or what like are I'm, you renting? I'm, gi- and I'm, I'm giving like, them a suggestion. No, you're renting something, and then I'm going to give a suggestion to go along <laughs> I with tell it. You, this this all seems <laughs> very confusing to me right now. You've uh, just picked a movie out of the favorite section, dipshit. Okay, <laughs> what are you renting? What am I renting? Yes, or honestly, what, you know one of what your I favorite. Feel? It could be one of your favorite movies of all time. Honestly, all right. So here here's what I'm going to rent because I I've had a hankering to watch it for a little while now. Ooh, I like hankerings. Temple of Doom. It's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I completely it agree. Has, it has one of the best scores. No, it is the them. best score out of any of the It is, right? So good. Oh, so good. And people don't... Again, this movie is pretty racist. And I don't really hold that against it. That's the hatred that comes for it. Truth be told. Yeah. But I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Raiders of the Lost Ark is something more than the source material, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is straight up like a cheesy serial. Yeah. And that's what I love that's about what, it. I mean, then that's what that's what Indiana Jones was. Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. Yeah, yeah. So racist. It is. No, short <laughs> round is pretty fucking racist. <laughs> but to be honest, not well Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I love it. No, Temple of Doom is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. It's not the best Indiana Jones movie, but it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first one I ever saw. Yep. It's a fucking horror well, movie. It's a straight up fucking horror movie. <laughs> It's not the first one I saw. It's the first one but, I saw. But but definitely my favorite. Uh, just a because of the score. I love the scene of him that the like when when someone says Indiana Jones to me, the first thing that that pops out is the hero shot of him after he saved the kids. Yeah. And the camera pans up yep. to him and he's shirtless. Not that like no, a shirtless no, Harrison no, Ford no. gets me off. Hold but, on. Like, Hold Just, on. At the time, shirtless Harrison Ford, that is quintessential dude. Yeah. 1980s dude, that's him. Just, he's got the whip by his side, and he's just, he's ready. He's like, I'm here, I'm going to save these fucking kids. You know, and that's, like, as that's a kid. really fucking like, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. So, if you were going to recommend Temple of Doom, this might seem weird and out of left field. I'm going to recommend The Descent. The Descent? Have really? you ever seen The Descent? Honestly, no. So, The Descent has some similarities to Temple of Doom in that, you know, it's mostly in constrained, confined environments. But the thing I love the most about The Descent and why Temple of Doom makes me think of it is that it's a movie you didn't expect necessarily to be horror, 
you expect it to be more like, you know, the, the trailer for it is like, oh, these women are going on a trip together, like hostel kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they go underground and do a spelunking thing and it ends up full in horror. And I love, Spielberg rarely works in horror. Mm-hmm. And when Spielberg does, you get like War of the Worlds. Yeah. His Tom Cruise World of the Worlds movie is not fucking around. Right. No, like, that's a good people, movie. People think of that as being like, oh, it's just Tom Cruise, huh? That movie's, for PG-13, that movie hits harder than most R-rated horror movies I've seen. That mm-hmm. movie just fucks you up. Oh, your friends? Yeah, they're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Temple of Doom Temple of Doom has very little um there's very little time to breathe during right. Temple of Doom. Right. It's just like, I oh, know everybody's dangerous, everyone can hurt you. And I felt that way. have you ever seen The Descent? No. Oh. So Steve hasn't seen The Descent. I might go home. You and watch should it. all see The Descent <laughs> is a bunch of girls with some trauma. Um their the main girl in their group of friends loses her husband in a freak accident and her son. They take her on a trip to go spelunking. They're all like extreme sports kind of girls. They go spelunking in this cave and these creatures, which may or may not exist depending on what version of the movie you watch, um, start attacking them mm. and they have to try to escape. And it, I have a horrible claustrophobia and the claustrophobia in Temple of Doom fucks with me too. Yeah. Like, and I have horrible, and Descent is one of the scariest movies I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean it. So the descent is what I would recommend with Indiana Jones. So the fact that we're now at about an hour and a half, oh, oh my God, would lead me to believe that's a good place to end it. So Steve, sure. say something to everybody. Something to everybody. Do you see? This is why I bring him on. No. Um. <laughs> so thank you all for making it a talkbuster night or day or yep. whenever you're listening to this. And please be kind. Rewind, Steve. I think he said it all. All right, cheers. And be kind to one another. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. All right, cheers.